welcome to Hello Self. Journeys towards authenticity. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Let's begin today's journey. All right, let's get right into it. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. And welcome to Hello Self. So today we are talking all about gaining clarity on personal values. This is a topic that I love to talk about and I think is so important. I do it with so many of my clients. So naturally, it also needed to be a podcast episode. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, up until recently, I I didn't truly understand the meaning of values. I always sort of got it mingled in with other words or or other meanings. And so it was really nice that we were going to do this because I got to dive back into that. I had done a journal prompt a while ago that was asking me about, you know, my values and, and then other things that sounded like values, but aren't values. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Appreciative to to revisit this topic for sure. But as I always do, because I get so damn excited, uh, before we jump in, I would love to know what you're vibing on today, Bethany. Yes. So today I was telling Crystal earlier that, well, maybe I didn't tell you this part, but I ran out of coffee this morning. I was like, Ooh. yep. Didn't have enough coffee <laughs> to make the amount of coffee that I actually need to fuel my body. And <laughs> And the weird thing is, is I, I can go without coffee. Like there are sometimes I'll go days and days and days without coffee. And it just is, I'm not addicted to it. Like I'm fine. I don't have any withdrawal things, but today I was like, says the person who's addicted to coffee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but today I was like, we're recording and I just want some, like a nice cup of coffee to, yeah. uh, to sip on. So anyways, I went to this place that's just down the road from me. It is called Nourish Juice Bar and Cafe. And it is holistic, basically like a holistic foods coffee shop um, and some food. They have like little food and whatnot. So I got a little like a tahini scone almost, but it was much more moist to the scone, gluten free, dairy free, full of delicious everything, though. Like it was so good. Um, But I love this place. It's part of it's in a collective grouping of people, holistic professionals, um, called Wellhouse 1900. Um, and it's just, it's so fun. I haven't gone to any classes there yet, but they have a cute little shop and then they have this juice bar, which is really nice. So I got a coffee. I got that little breakfast thing and I got a crystal. I was wondering what you were holding earlier. Is that smoky quartz? It is. Yes. And I was just drawn to it today. They, I mean, there are so many beautiful crystals in the coffee shop section as well. And this one is just, I was so drawn to it today. And I was like, okay, like I already it's have a smoky beautiful. quartz, but this one was just, I needed this one. So for those of you that are listening and can't see the video, it is just this gorgeous, like quartz is clear, but then smoky quartz have these like charcoal, gray, black, beautiful uh, gradients throughout. And this wand basically that she's holding up, it, it just looks like it's floating through it. It's uh, stunning. Look at that with the sun for those of you. Uh, see the yes. Video. More of those oh beautiful rainbows. Okay. Yes. okay. So that is what I am vibing on today. <laughs> Oh man, what you're vibing on is so cool and sounds delicious. And now I'm super hungry. (laughs) 
well, we've already is, been talking for about an hour before we started recording. So that makes sense. Yeah. And me being super hungry is only a variant of me generally just being hungry. I love food. So I could have eaten a full meal and I'd be like, hmm, still I hungry. What I could eat next. <laughs> <laughs> a little like Joey from Friends, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I don't I share Joey. food. And <laughs> Joey doesn't share food. Your food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love friends seriously like my favorite television show ever <laughs> I've definitely been uh definitely been binging it we're on the last season now I think we're on the last like three episodes so you know I'm gonna have to like go through that roller coaster all over again I guess but yeah, yeah love that show <laughs> yeah I that is by far my most watched show ever I actually had before the days of streaming I bought every season on dvd Cause I, just oh, I can I see them. It. I can actually see the colors yeah. and the, how they all line up. Yeah. yeah. Girl, I'm because right I was like, you. I know I need access to any of them anytime I want. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, before the days of streaming, you know, I've and even rewatching, like, I've been rewatching Shit's Creek lately and that's oh, another great one. That's so great as well. <laughs> it's good sitcoms that just are so feel good. And they, re- you know, it's yeah. dark. Uh, you know, satire type comedy, but man, do I love it. Yeah. I feel like David is my, like my inner voice. Oh God, I love David so much. I was oh, like, I, I don't, don't know if I've ever loved a character as much as I love David. <laughs> <laughs> On the outside, sometimes I'll be like, everything is so great. On the inside, I'll be like, really? This is, we're doing this? Like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I just say too, cause I'm watching the like earlier, well, like early to mid days of Rose Apothecary. Like I just need a Rose Apothecary in my life. Right. And like, here I am thinking to myself, like, how can we make this happen without totally like infringing on their copyright or how much money do I have to come up with to borrow? (laughs) How many royalties do I have to pay to borrow this concept? Because it's super like pretty open air. I love the, I love everything about the design. Whoever did that, like brilliant. I need them in my life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I just, I want to open that up. I love the jazz. I'm like, such a jazz fan that I'm like, it's always yes. this amazing jazz that's playing. I'm like, everything about it is absolutely perfect. Absolutely. And- well, if, uh, if we need a guitar or jazz guitar player, I know one. He's pretty good. He's done a couple of live music events for the collective. So perfect. he's pretty dope. I have live music all the time. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> but uh, we digress. Yeah, we definitely do. I knew this was going to be one of those days. <laughs> same, same. Totally fine oh. with it. Coming back around, Crystal, what are you vibing on today? All right. So uh, I recently went to Arizona, which was absolutely gorgeous. And um, we went to Sedona. If you don't know anything about Sedona, um, first, I want to tell you that the nature there is just spectacular. So if you don't remember anything else, please remember that and take a visit there yourself someday. But also there are... um, there's a rich history, uh, a new age history there of um, energy vortexes and um, very metaphysical energies going around in that space. Now, there is, you can look it up on the old Google. I'm not here to give you a history lesson. 
But essentially what has happened in Sedona is that obviously all of these sort of new age shops have popped up, you know, crystal shops, psychic readings, um, you know, whatever you could think of that's new agey, it is there. Um, And I am sometimes drawn into those stores. No surprise here. So I went into this one and it was a huge, basically gallery. They had some of the most beautiful, like crystal structures, um, a lot of art that's handmade in the area. And Matt and I, uh, Matt, my husband, were walking through this area and all of a sudden I heard some sound. It sounded like music, but it was very faint. And I'm like, I swear I hear music. And he's like, I don't hear anything. I'm like, don't do this to me. I'm like, listen, I hear this music. And he's like, I seriously don't hear anything. I'm like, all right, come here, stand right here where I am standing and put your hand to your ear and listen. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, I hear a little bit of that. I'm like, good. Okay. (laughs) Anyhow, turns out um, there is a woman there um, demoing some singing uh, crystal singing bowls and steel tongue drums. And so I got so enamored with this beautiful Mm. steel tongue drum. I'm going to put it real close to the camera for a moment here. Oh, so gorgeous. It's a beautiful blue that reminds me of my logo. Mm -hmm. And it has the uh, tree of life symbol in the middle. Um, It's just, it's beautiful. And it needs tuned just as a FYI. I need to learn how to tune it. I'm still diving into this whole adventure of this steel drum. Like, I, I mean, I really know nothing about drums in general. But yeah. I mean, one website was like, oh, like start shaving the sides of the tongues and they'll tune up. I'm like, uh, that sounds complicated. Yeah. And another, another site was like, buy some magnets. And I'm like, you know, I put an at-home magnet on the tongue and it didn't stick. So the hmm. sides of it, it sticks to, but not the actual tongues. So I don't know. I, I'm going to have to find somebody who knows a little something about something, but yeah. <laughs> I did just want to play like a couple notes to give you the vibe of how this sounds. It's to me, it's incredibly soothing. Hopefully this doesn't like set anybody on edge, but warning. Yes. If you don't warning. want to a trigger warning sounds yes. may set you on edge. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to listen to this drum forward about 30 seconds or whatever. Lovely. The vibration, obviously, like anytime you hit something, vibration comes from it. That's science. That's not just hippy dippy stuff. But the vibration that comes from this, I can actually feel it as I'm playing. It's really, it's very special. So if you've never played a steel drum before, have at it. Even if you're not musical, just go take the rubber mallets, play a few notes, do yourself a favor. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. You'll need to play it uh, for me in person or uh, I can. Try it because oh yeah, as yeah. soon as I get anywhere near good, <laughs> I will definitely be playing a little bit during like shavasanas and um during you know 
quieter moments, you know, Nidra when I, when we take long pauses. So just to give like a little extra, because it's a very grounding sound. I purposely bought the big one so that uh, it would have a a deeper sound. There were some very whimsical sounding ones that were a lot smaller. uh, And it just, it gave me this really cute type of feeling, which is great, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for uh, to incorporate this, you know, into, you know, healing and and meditation and things like that. So uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely in love with the drum. Uh, I will totally put the link in there in case you're interested in getting one on your own. Uh, however, if you're local and you just want to play around a bit, stop by the collective, happy to oblige. <laughs> Perfect. Sound healing is so interesting to me and an area that I would love to learn more about. I think we we should have someone on the podcast who can, we know we've talked about this before, but I'm, I mean, with the bowls, singing bowls as well, and the crystal ones, I'm listening to an audio book right now all about sound baths. And it's, Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. It really, really is. And um, I was actually fortunate enough recently to host a sound bath at the collective with MKE Yoga Social, and uh, we'll we'll plug them into the the podcast deets as well. But um, Jessica Hope and uh, her pal Jordan, um, they do such a phenomenal job. Jordan is a excellent sound. Uh, creator i guess he he's very much a healer i his energy is just insanely calm and giving um but when they hosted it at the collective it um it was just surreal kind of and i loved everybody who attended jessica has a wonderful following of just cool people and so it was great to be able to connect with her and do that uh, at the collective but yeah that sound bath was everything Important lesson I learned, though, very difficult to record that. You would need some pretty, um, I think you need some pretty sophisticated equipment because I tried and mm-hmm. oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was I was there virtually because I had, I That's wanted to right. be in person, but I had a session like literally right after it or I actually had to duck, duck out a couple minutes early. So I was in my office yeah. and I was there virtually and yeah, like it just didn't. It doesn't translate. It, it doesn't translate. You know, no. you can listen to music all day, you know, in earphones that's already, you know, recorded and, you know, meant for your ears in that way. Um, a live sound bath is just, in my opinion, not that experience. And again, maybe if you have a bunch of sophisticated equipment and you really know what you're doing, which is also very much not me at all, uh, then maybe <laughs> that changes it a bit. <laughs> You know, we're going to make a goal. We're going to get there someday. We're going to get there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, and I'm okay with that, but I will <laughs> learn what I have to learn, which yes. I've already, you know, kind of, you know, at least getting the podcast stuff, right. <laughs> <laughs> what goes in here now must be only the necessary stuff yes. because stuff's All leaking right. out. There's only so much capacity. <laughs> I, it's fine. The stuff that leaks out, I clearly didn't need it, but like, I need to hang on to the good stuff. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> So now we're going to circle back to what the episode is actually about, uh, personal values. And the last time that we talked about something, you know, pretty in depth, you brought up an amazing point of looking up the definition. And I, as soon as I remembered that we were recording this episode, that's the first thing I did as I went right back to Google. I'm like, okay. I did not look up the definition. Oh, I 100% did. And so the definition of values 
is a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. (laughs) So based on that definition, you can see how it kind of gets intertwined with things like, um, you know, morals, intentions, things like that, which are, they're different things, even though your values are sort of the driving force of what comes, you know, of your intentions and things like that. I would, and you could totally chime in with this too, Bethany, I would consider values like your foundation. Oh, 100%. And that's why I start like any work that I really do with clients I'm realizing how important it is for them to be clear on what their values are, because really it plays into every single aspect of the work that we're doing, of their healing, of their growth, of, for me, it's like if I, it just plays into every aspect of life. And like you said, with the morals, with intentions, if you're not clear on what your values are, then the intentions you set can be pulled from anywhere. It's like literally you're just pulling them out of thin air. But if you are really crystal clear on what your personal values are, and that might be completely different than a lot of other people, right? Yeah. But when you're clear on that, then you can actually set meaningful intentions and have a little bit more of that direction. Yes. Also with values, I think, um, I think they take some time to really develop, you know, it, I I wouldn't expect that your childhood values would be the same as your adult you values. And more to that is if we can't lay out our values, it is, in my opinion, impossible to live authentically because your intentions are constantly influenced by the small self, by these external stimuli, by everything else in life that really ought to be more background, less in your face. Mm -hmm. So um, I think values is a very fascinating topic and I'm excited that we're talking about it today. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. I really view personal values as I love metaphors, right? So it's like, it's those North stars, those guiding stars that really, because Values, I think you're like you said, they can shift what the values you have as a child are not necessarily the same values that you're going to have as an adult. And we can talk about, I want to get into a little bit more of the reasons why that is the case. Um, but also, of they can shift a little bit as you continue to grow older. Maybe, you know, your values as a single individual might look different if you end up getting married and having a family later on, or as your career shifts, as things become more important. Um, But really those like the core values are going to stay the same throughout your entire life or they're going to shift minimally or they might be a little bit more refined. So those guiding, those guiding stars or North stars, or even just like the pillars that you're building the foundation on is the pillars that are holding everything up. And do you have an example by chance of a value that would be fairly steadfast throughout your life? Yeah, I would say for a lot of people, and this is just the first one that came to mind of like the value of family. For a lot of people who, especially, you know, they may have grown up um, and this culturally can be obviously like certain cultures value just as a culture and it's instilled in people to value family more um, and that family unit. 
And so that is one that if you were born into that, that was one that was really instilled into you as a child. And then throughout your entire life, you know, maybe it's just that value of family. And that is the most important thing to you of that family unit. And yeah. So So I'm not going to say that this is a big secret, but uh, from psych nerd to professional psychologist, (laughs) would you say then (laughs) that it is very clear that our childhood shapes what our values will ultimately become? Yes. Yes. 100, 100%. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's so important to talk about this because our childhood, we are so just susceptible to everything that's going on around us within our childhood. So of what our parents value, what, you know, that family, the family values are. So not only our parents individually, but our family values, the society that you grow up in. So your school, if you're involved in a religion of that religious organization or unit of whether it be church or whatever it is, um, those values, um, there's so much. And when we're talking about developmentally, we get to a point, there's a, there is a developmental stage typically in our early twenties, right? Like late teens, early twenties, where we all go through this of, we have to determine, okay, all of these things that I grew up with, the values of my family, the values of my parents, the values that I held, is this something that is true to me that I'm holding on to and these are actually my values? Or is this a point where I am kind of creating my own way and determining my own values? Um, we all know that that is a marker of, you know, as people kind of quote unquote leave the nest and go off to school or jobs or whatever that is they do after high school, um, we kind of all go through this becoming an adult. And part of that is that separation, that identifying the self apart from the family and apart from parents. And part of that is our values. Yeah. I think it's important to mention too, when you come to those forks in the road where you make that decision, like, will I stay the path that um, whoever raised me, parents or what have you sort of set me on, or do I see a different way? And do I want to uh, either, you know, break free of something or do I want to try something new? Um, These are definitely turning points in your life. And it could be the smallest thing. This is, I'm not even talking about magnanimous changes where you're like, I'm just like uprooting my entire life and I, it's a new me. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the difference between I was raised to stay at one job and only one job. And no matter how unhappy you are at that job, you stay there because you're loyal to that company on and on and on. Or do I say, look, this isn't good for my mental health. This isn't good for my anything. And I'm deeply unhappy and I need to make a change. And that doesn't have to be a reckless change. It doesn't have to be poofy up and disappear and, you know, whatever. But that small decision to say, look, my happiness, my well-being, my mental state is more important than this value that was laid out for me. That can obviously branch out into so many other different decisions that you make and values that you end up setting for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so easy to get caught up and some people are going to struggle to find, to identify their personal values. And we can talk about I definitely did. that, you know, you can try and sort that out and figure out what your, your values are because it's hard to break free from 
these expectations. So our families or our friends, our society, cultural values, just like here in the United States or whatever country it is that you live in um, or grew up in, you know, all of these things influence it. And so sometimes we can think that we have a personal value. We can name something and say, yes, this is a value of mine. But is it really, is it coming, is it from that space of that deeper capital S self? Or is it a little deeper, breaking it down? (laughs) But it's sometimes so hard to do that because our egos are just so, this is a value and you can firmly believe 100%. I know that there's one parts of my life where I'm like, yes, this is a value of mine. And then I, five years down the road, I'm like, yeah, no, that was definitely not. Yeah, no. (laughs) That was just something that I, I truly believed it at the time, but I have grown and I've gotten to know myself better. And I realized yeah. that, no, that was not my authentic self. That was not yeah. me actually <laughs> holding that as a value. Oh my gosh. Yes. I relate to that so hard. And I think we'd be hard pressed to find any listeners who didn't relate to that. Yeah, we all way. go through this journey. We all go yes. through the journey. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up too. Um, you've been talking about, you know, the sort of North stars and pillars and things like that and finding that guidance, you know, finding, and I, I know it's overused and I've even used it to name my retreat because it's just so perfect, but, you know, finding your true North. So thinking about your compass um, and what really makes you who you are. And that's ultimately why I was ultimately why we started this podcast was to dive deep into the self to find that true North, but finding that guidance can be really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. And so as we always do, uh, we encourage you to reach out, reach out to professionals, reach out to friends that you trust, Uh, you know, maybe family if it's comfortable, but you don't have to take that journey alone. You don't have to just sit and unpack all your own shit by yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So really just give that some thought if you're struggling right now, you know, figuring out, you know, your true north, these values. And hopefully today, as you continue to listen, uh, you know, something will spark within you. Yeah. And I think a really good way to help determine if this is an actual big self value or if it's a small self value is kind of ask yourself the question like why is this a value for me is this something that I just if your answer is oh it's just because I grew up with this value okay then it's probably like it might once you dig deeper it might still be a value of yours for a deeper reason but if right now your answer is because it's something I grew up with I'm sorry that's not a good enough reason (laughs) like Yes. So dig deeper. 100%. It's you like the find old thing. that it's not a value at all, or it still is, but you have a deeper reason of why it's a value for you. It's like the old thing. And my parents used to do this to me all the time and it would infuriate me. Like, well, why is it this way? Well, because I said so. That's not good enough. That was never good enough for me. And like all the times I was like grounded or shunned for asking those questions. Like, I, I still do that. Like I am, a, I have a question about this and it isn't just because you said so. Like, I don't know who died and made you authoritarian of everything, but that's <laughs> not it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I so, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I definitely would encourage any client of mine to dig a little deeper than that and definitely have quite a few prompts to go along with that. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so just like, where is this response coming from? Is it coming from a place where I know this is truth or is it coming from a place of what I've been taught, what I have been learned, what I have seen um, externally without going deeper into that? And how does it feel in my body? Like our bodies yeah. are so wise and we do not listen to our bodies nearly as much as we should. Uh, so if you say so something is a value for you and it feels like you have anxiety or there's something that's coming up, listen to it, like dig into that of, is this actually true for you? Or is this a part of yourself? That's not your authentic self responding. Yes. That seriously just dives right into what we do. Mm -hmm. I, I can't stress enough that, um, you know, even just in our, even in our brainstorming sessions, I see like how your, your gears turn. I see how you break things down. And so, uh, even though I'm not a client of yours, that'd be a conflict of interest. I could see as a client, how that session would be so profoundly helpful because, Somebody else being able to give you that outside perspective, something that you may not have even been able to think of on your own because we can only know what we know, right? Yep, we exactly. we can't just pull information from thin air. We can only know what we've been exposed to. We can only know what we know. And so having that expert to help you say, look, let's take this part of what you're saying and Let's think about it a little harder. And I know some of you out there are probably like, well, you're psychoanalyzing yourself to death. You're not. This is the process of really living authentically, are asking yourself these questions and psychology be damned. This is like real life. This is yeah. what we're supposed to do to grow and evolve, to be better human beings, period. End of story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's so easy. Like, as a therapist, I like I get caught up in my own shit too. Like I get caught up and I have people who are like, well, what would you tell a client? Like, you know, it's like I get caught up in my own stuff. So it's hard when you're in your own mind. And you're if in one your more person asks me what I would tell a client, so help me. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's infuriating. <laughs> but it can also be slightly helpful sometimes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I, See, my, my response is always therapists make the worst clients though. So <laughs> yes. I see, this is how I know I'm never done growing. I hear that yep. immediately. I get pissed because I'm like, <laughs> I know you're right. I thank you for offering that to me, but also middle fingers. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But my point just being that I am not perfect. Crystal is not perfect. We still get way caught up in our own stuff. And so everybody can benefit from having another person calling and bringing awareness to things that just when you're all caught up in your own head and your own, like what's going on, it's hard to tune into the body. It's hard to like center yes. yourself and actually be open to those different things. So even therapists and meditation teachers and yoga instructors and hypnotherapists and all of the things that we can rattle off that we are, <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need people like us as well. We do. Absolutely. I, uh, it wasn't, I think it was sometime last year I was working with a client and we were trying to break down 
pretty much trying to get to those core values, essentially. And this person had spent so long putting everybody else first that it had been goodness knows how long before they'd actually just thought about them as, as an existing being. And it was amazing to me, the simplicity of what was being discovered was simply like, I need to be in nature more. Mm -hmm. I need to take more time to myself. These should seemingly be simple things on the surface. However, if you haven't had time or even thought to sit down and think about that, then how would you ever know? And so that's like my favorite part of being that catalyst is like, just let me just put this on the table for you. Mm -hmm. Have a think on it. And if it helps you, great. And if not, we'll we'll dig more. We'll dig deeper. And then the light bulb goes off and you see it in their face. And I'm very animated. So you're going to see it in my face. I do not have a poker face. If you want to win money, play poker with me. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's so beautiful. And that is honestly, like, I love teaching yoga. Meditation's amazing. But that, like, that is what makes my heart sing, hands down. Yes. So I know we talked a lot about a lot there. Um, I think I'd like to just dive right into our values in hopes that it might spark a little something for our listeners. Yeah. So before we dive into that, I just want to mention, because this is the process that I take with my clients, um, is I use something called a value sort. And essentially what it is, you can print it out and cut it into like little cards and it can be like a fun little, almost like a game (laughs) that you're going through. But there's this, it's basically a list of all of these different values and you go through the list or the cards if you have them physically printed and deciding, okay, is this important to me? Is it not important to me? You just start there. Like what's important, what's not important. And the first time I did this, it was actually in a class when I was in grad school and I did it with some of my other colleagues. It was so interesting to do it with other people and to just see what's really important to you may not be any, like might not be important at all to the next person and to just go through it in that way. But then after you have, okay, this is the list of things that are important to me. What's most important to me? And I, and it can be really difficult for people, but to try and get it down to your top five values. And what is the absolute most important, my top five values in my life? Yeah. So I encourage you guys to, I'm going to have this available for download. We don't have, we yet don't, don't yet have our uh, Hello Self uh, website up. So we don't have a place <laughs> via Hello Self to download it, but actually maybe I could link it. We'll figure that out. Maybe I can link it in the show notes. We'll do the technical mumbo jumbo for you, we'll but you'll techni- be able to find it. <laughs> yes. But essentially it will be on my website at deeperwell.co that you can download um, this value sort that I am creating for you guys. And then you can print it out and you can do this activity at home. Um, or if you want to gather with friends and do it together, because like I said, it's really interesting to see like what what's important to you versus what's important to your family or your friends and how they complement each other. It's really interesting. So 
I love that. Your way is a lot more creative. Mine is just a pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And I have a client just kind of sit for a few moments and write down what comes to mind straight away. You know, don't you don't have to give a ton of thought to it. Just write down some, some things. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of start to break it down from there, like more by bullet points. Your way sounds a lot more fun and creative and involves like cut and paste and colors. And I'm into that. <laughs> it is really fun. And it's challenging too, because when you're faced with a list of values, you're like, wait, but that is important to me. And it can be really hard to narrow it down to five. And the way that I encourage people to do it is, and how I do it, is I kind of categorize them. I'm like, well, these kind of relate to each other. These relate to each other. What is like the umbrella value that all these other ones can go under? Like, what is if I had to narrow all of these down? What is the one that represents all of these things to me or rings most true? So, wow. I love that. Yes. That is really, I mean, that is, that is not only forcing you to take it on a a macro level, but then to zoom out and, and see that big picture. And that is equally as important as taking these little bite-sized pieces. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So on that note, Bethany, tell me what your top five values are. My top five values. So I'll list them and then I can speak to them a little bit. Um, Yes. So my top five values, authenticity. I do not think that that is a surprise probably to anybody. (laughs) Crystal's making this fake shocked look on her face. (laughs) I mean, I, we are a part of this podcast, which is all about authenticity. I don't think that it's a shock that one of my top values is authenticity. Um, And I think that, I'm for everybody, but especially for me, I will say this is my value that this is a lifelong journey, right? It's like, I can always be more and more authentically myself and show up in in an authentic way. But like I said, this value, all of these values have such deep meaning to me that this doesn't just apply to me and how I'm showing up, but I value authentic connection, which connection is another one of my um, top values. But authentic authenticity in my relationships and in the work that I'm doing and that just in all aspects of my life. Connection is another big one. And this is the umbrella that holds the connection with my family. It holds the connection that I long to create and have within community and eventually creating a family for myself and in a partnership and with my clients, this connection piece of connecting on that heart level and that soul level. Third one is purpose. Purpose is a huge thing in my life of what is it that I am here on this planet in this lifetime to fulfill and to do. And that plays directly into my career and my relationships as well. Yeah. And of just like, what is it at that soul level? And that's even going within, like what at that soul level, what is my purpose? Um, spirituality is my fourth one. And that, again, really goes into more of like that self-discovery, my self-development, my personal growth, um, my self-knowledge, gaining self-knowledge and knowledge as a whole. I love digging into different spiritual traditions and religious traditions and all of that is encompassed for me by spirituality as a value. And then my last one is beauty of just finding the beauty in life 
of within nature, within people, within the space around me, and really embracing the beauty that is within the world. Wow. That is so amazing and personal. I love when we get deep on here. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I also... I really appreciate that you were able to break yours down into words, like just single words, and then be able to elaborate on that. That never even occurred to me as I was writing down the values. It never occurred to me that it would just be one word. Um, I think this is just who I am. If somebody asks me to describe something in one word, I struggle. (laughs) And as someone who talks a lot, again, no surprise if you've listened to any of these other episodes, uh, (laughs) it can be extremely difficult for me to just be like one word, one word, one word. I always feel the need to elaborate. But what I will say is I felt what you were saying aligns so closely with my values. It's no wonder that every time we get together, we're just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's honestly magic. You guys, like if you could just be a fly on the wall and watch us meet, it's pretty freaking cool. (laughs) Maybe for our Patreons, we'll just have to like, we'll have a coffee time. Well, I mean, for some Patreons at a certain levels, we can, you can just come and have coffee with us. Yes. Uh, Maybe we should just record us having coffee sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Buckle up, (laughs) y'all. It's going to be a wild ride. (laughs) I mean, sometimes these episodes are basically that. It's not like it's too. (laughs) Just a little bit more focused than the topic. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, like, without our outline, it would be exactly like that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Our outline grounds and centers us. Um, what we actually want to communicate to you. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it's my turn then. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first value that I had put down was openly showing affection. Mm -hmm. Um, Something I'm told a lot is that I'm, I'm cheesy. I'm super like lovey dovey. Yeah. Yeah. I am those things and unapologetically so. Mm -hmm. Um, It is super important to me that if you are a part of my life, that you understand how much I appreciate that and how much your presence makes a difference in my life. Um, Because A, I don't think we're told that enough as existing human beings. Even when we are close with people, I think it can be very difficult to say to somebody, hey, I love you and I appreciate your presence in my life. Those are not easy words to say, Uh, especially if, you know, you've gone through traumas and, and places where you may have done that and maybe it didn't go so well, or maybe that, you know, love and and trust was betrayed. So um, I just, I very firmly believe that. And it's still authentic. You know, some people say, well, if you say it too much, it doesn't mean anything. I entirely disagree. Um, desensitize yourself to hearing it, appreciate it. You know, it doesn't have to have that shock value. Like, oh my God, she just told me that she loves me. Like we should not be having heart attacks when folks say that they love you. (laughs) You It should be taken, you know, seriously in a way that is, you know, embracing and loving, but you know, it's not, this is not the cataclysmic word that (laughs) it's been made out to be. (laughs) 
So uh, that's definitely one of my core values. And I, I hope that if you're in my life, you would agree with that. But if you're my friend off of this show and you're listening to me and you disagree, please hit up my texts. I have words for you. <laughs> nice ones. Really actually super nice ones. I was going to say the way <laughs> you said aggressive. that. It sounded aggressive. I have, I have beautiful things to say to you. Hit me up. <laughs> I have words for you, but they're all very lovely and loving. And yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to write down work on oh. aggression. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. So then my second one is putting myself first. So I just went on this tangent about openly showing love and affection, but that comes from a place of making sure that I'm taken care of first. And it goes back to something I've said before, which is that, uh, you know, and, and actually Sana Powell brought this up to me um, and I'll link her in this too. Be okay with the idea that selfishness is not inherently negative, like we have to be selfish sometimes to make sure that our needs are met, that the needs of other people in our lives can be met or as much as we can help that. Um, and it took me way too long to figure that out. You know, I thought like, oh, if I do these things, even basic self-care sometimes became like, oh, I don't have time for a shower because if I do that, then I will be, you know, putting off, you know, whatever I'm supposed to do with somebody else. And like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Take your damn shower, mm -hmm. brush your damn teeth and everything else can wait. <laughs> it will sincerely be okay. Uh, so yes, putting, putting myself first in an appropriate way, not just like, it's not the me show. <laughs> yeah. It's an appropriate, healthy amount. Yeah. I do. Um, I do think that there's a difference between the selfishness and the self-care, right? Of like, it's, you need to put yourself first so you can fill your own cup so that you can then give to others versus the selfishness sometimes can just be like, it's about me and I don't care about other people. Like there's a big difference between that. Yes, there is, there is truly a healthy selfish and an unhealthy selfish. Right. And uh, it's important to know the difference. It truly is because even with the best intentions, you can get into an unhealthy selfish 100%. You know, you yeah. could be thinking like, oh, I am, I'm, I'm just taking care of me, but there's a line there just like with everything. <laughs> so whole other podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so this next one goes aligned with that setting firm boundaries to protect my home, work, and social life. Mm. So I spent a lot of years just working, 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 come home, think about work, wake up, thinking about work, go to work, think about work, come home, rinse and repeat. And that was terrible for my marriage terrible for me. And it's honestly not good for work either. It sounds like, oh yeah, you should be getting so much done. It's amazing. No, super burnt out. Um, it just, it's not a good way to live. And then, you know, finding that balance was impossible because all I thought about was work. So I wasn't seeing any of my friends, you know, wasn't spending any time with my husband or my, my fur babies. So, um, it took some time to say there has to be boundaries. And, 
I honestly don't think I realized those until I started my own business because it was at that point when you do get all consumed, when you're like, wait, I work for me. Why? Oh, why am I torturing myself? (laughs) This is not normal. This is not okay. So it took till honestly, this will be the, the fourth fourth year I've been in business for myself, like it took until that point to say, okay, boundaries, let's set them. Let's get right. And I still falter, you know, I still sometimes spend too much time doing something that really could have waited. Or uh, sometimes I'll go over schedule when I said, I'm only going to work this for that. Or, you know, I will, sometimes I'll do too much social stuff. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm going to have all these coffee dates and all this stuff. And then I realized like, when's the last time I sat down to my computer to do work? Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, finding that flow. It's very easy to get caught up in the fun stuff just as much as the, the work part. Um, but yeah, setting, setting boundaries, super important. Um, helping others. So the shortest of my values, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I do not think that I would be happy in this life if I could not in some way help others or share, you know, yoga or meditation or mind coaching or whatever I can offer to just help. Even if that's just sitting here as a being listening to you and hearing you, if I couldn't do that, then I would feel quite lost. And that has, that's been something that's been as long as I can remember. So easily into my, you know, 10 year old, 11 year old, 12 year old self, like I can remember feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, exploring areas and cultures outside of my own. So um, this we could certainly have a huge umbrella over this, but um one of the biggest turning points in my life was being able to go to China when I was a senior in college. It was not something that I ever thought I'd be able to do. Seeing the world was never on my radar. Um, I That was not in my cards as somebody who had no money and not, not a soul in the world who could help me in that department. Um, I was, I don't know, I was just graced with a really amazing advisor in my, in my college, my senior year that I still to this day, don't know if she did it or if she found somebody else to do it, but somebody sponsored my trip to the, to China. And that opened up my entire world. Um, at all kind of makes me want to cry. (laughs) Every time I think about this, I want to cry, but it's so important to me now to see how other people truly live, not just like the touristy stuff. Yeah, that's super fun. But I mean, like eat an authentic meal from somebody's home or really find out how people live in other parts of the world and just immerse myself in that and gain perspective because it's important. And so, yeah, I suppose maybe travel would just be the overarching umbrella because that, you know, there's a trickle down effect from that. But (laughs) so those, those are my personal values at the moment. (laughs) I resonate with that last one so much. And I, I mean, that's a huge value for me too. And I think it falls under almost all of the umbrellas, all of mine. (laughs) 
of just the beauty of the different natures and connecting with different people. And I completely agree. It's more than just the touristy places. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're fun to go to. And I will. Of course. Yes. 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 I am so much more about connecting with people and learning from the culture and from the people themselves. Yeah. If you if you give me two options, uh, we'll just take right in our own country. See the Empire State Building or sit at a bar and connect the local. I'm going to choose sit at a bar and connect the local every time, every single time. Because, yeah, Empire State Building, super cool, super iconic, probably amazing view up there. Still haven't been. I will get there. (laughs) But sitting down to connect with that person to tell me about what life is like in New York. I want that. That's yeah. way more exciting. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <sighs> well, we covered a lot today. We did. I love that we were able to do this episode. Bethany, will you take us out with this beautiful closing mantra that you came up with today? So I stumbled upon this beautiful quote. Um, it is the quote is values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but you leave them all over everything you do. And it's by Elvis Presley, which oh, makes my me heart. But it's <laughs> my just heart, my so soul. perfect. <laughs> I told I just, you I would be just as excited when you read it excited. as when I read it before we started. <laughs> it just is so true, right? Because it like it speaks to the fact that it is our values are literally written into our DNA. They are a part of who we are. And even though you can like your family, your loved ones, it's, you can have different values. You can have different values and that is okay. And you likely will have different values than the people that you love most in life. And that's what makes everything. That's what makes humanity and makes everything so beautiful. Uh, I could just bask in that quote for hours, probably. I, I feel like I need to put it somewhere. Actually, that is just so what I'm doing the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was meditating on this quote. <laughs> Thank you, honestly. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I think I'm, uh, spoiler alert, probably going to steal that for tonight's uh, gentle movement yoga nature class. Ooh, love it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Man. Well, I appreciate everybody for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Thank you all. And I am Bethany. And I'm Crystal. Thanks for joining us on the journey. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to hit that like or subscribe button on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, follow us on Instagram at HelloSelf underscore podcast. And join us on Patreon for fun behind the scenes content and other perks. Join us next time. And until then, don't forget to enjoy the journey.